Feel me? I'm live. Oh, it's my brother Josiah. Everybody on here. What's good? Oh, shit. I'm listening to the podcast from the other day. Uh, brother. What's good, my boy? You know what time it is? Like it's it's go time. It's go time, brother. It's go time. Let me finish. I'm about to. For everybody who's on here, hey, what's up, Yaka? For everybody who's on here, y'all can check out these podcasts on uh, I on um, SoundCloud now. I'm posting one, posting the first one me and Josiah did. Um. So you know, if y'all wanna. If y'all really were interested into what the sh- into the shit we were saying, you feel me? Go ahead, check that shit out. You feel me? Like it's it's much appreciated. Uh, you know, you know, just go ahead, and get some wisdom and shit. Just listen to the shit again. Repost that shit. That nigga Tyler had a little funny. Tyler <laughs> <laughs> Woods, brother, brother, Tyler, Wyler. Yaka Yaka. Saucy gang. My niggas, what's good? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-uh. Yes, sir. Right. You, know, you know what time it is, though, right? You know what time it is? Michael, you know how fast I was eating my dinner so I could get <laughs> shit, nigga? <laughs> you know, I was rushing and shit, nigga. Like, I was out here rushing, like, drinking my water and shit and watching my YouTube shits. Wait, YouTube. So what, you, what, you, what you want, bro? What you want? What you mean, bro? I was watching like some. I was watching some Star Wars shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, cool. cool. It's, uh, hey, man. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. Oh shit! Huh? What you say? I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it because you finna save this shit. You said what? I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it because you said because you finna save it. Oh yeah, definitely shouldn't say that shit. You definitely shouldn't save it. You shouldn't say anything that, that you regret because this shit is also going on SoundCloud. So remember that shit. All right, all right. Remember that. I mean, I don't really regret shit, but you know. of course we don't regret, bro. As Black Lotus members, we don't regret shit. We learn. We learn. We fucking learn. For instance, the- that that love podcast. That's going on. That's going on South Park. Uh, yeah. Um. Wild Adventures. That's that's what the album's called. Wild Adventures. That's um, the background music for today. You feel me? Aaron Cardo. You already know. Are you, hey Tyler? You know this nigga just found out about that album, bro. You know he. Just, that's because he put me on. He, he put how, me on. Tyler, that's crazy. That nigga did not know about the, the album. That's a thing. I didn't know part two was coming out. Bro, that nigga did not know about this shit. I didn't. I would say that probably. That's crazy. I'll say that, I'll say that probably, bro. You feel me? But really though, let's get to the topic of this podcast. You feel me? How, how many minutes we in? 
Better than four. Okay, we cool. Hey, 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 hey nigga, fuck the minute count. But we gotta make sure that we stay under it. So, cause I don't, I don't feel like you know having to edit it. You feel me? All right. We we just finna talk and see what happens. You feel me? We just finna talk. It's, you finna chop it up. You feel me? Cause that's what. That's what. I'm- you feel me, nigga? You feel me? I was on, I was on live with my uncle earlier on some real shit. We, I saw that. Talk to him in a minute. But uh, you know, I don't know. That. That's my nigga too. Is that, is that LJ? Nah, nah, that's Charles. We was chopping it up. We was talking about the march and shit. And uh, he posted on live. He posted that shit. Who did? My uncle. He posted it on his account. Yeah. That's hard. But let's uh, let's get into it though. Get into it. You feel me? It's the labyrinth part two. Welcome to our podcast. So, like, what would you talk about yesterday? Since I missed it. Uh, I talked about pretty much the synopsis of what I was doing. You feel me? Uh, what's up, Simmy? What's up, Simmy? I have arrived. <laughs> um, I give a synopsis of like you know, uh, I, I pretty much talked about you know the the the, the, per, the, the mentalities that I'm I'm taking into consideration. I talked about a lot of shit actually. I talked about. Um, what my five questions were, but today I just been wanted to get into like, what's up, Ava? Um, I wanted to get into what we were doing, like what we're doing, like that's like di- like 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 ended like personally. You feel me? Like, like what 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 things we actually are going through, not just like the steps, but like what we're going through. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like having to wake up and knocking out, you know, a hundred pushups before we go to sleep, knocking out a hundred pushups. You know what you do with your workout? Oh yeah, yeah. He, you, you, you know, I do more than that, but you yeah. know, yeah, for sure. But, but okay, I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, Michael calls it a labyrinth, and that shit makes sense. Like, I, like, I fuck with that. But before he called it a labyrinth, like, it was just like my own personal journey. Like, I I decided at the beginning of the year that, like, I had to change some things in my life, and I just wanted to be a happier person, you know? Yeah. I was committed to making the steps to, to, like, to, um, you know, making that happen, but I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I was going to learn in the process of that, you feel me? Yeah. I didn't know the things that I was going to go through, because, like, when you, when you, when you're as, as disciplined as I've been in terms of like working out every day and making a habit, like that discipline carries over to like other aspects of your life and how you think about things and what you can talk about. Like, like these past, especially during quarantine, since like, especially like I really started like at Howard, I was working out hella, but when quarantine hit, I really started going in like crazy. And over that shit, like working out is like, it's like meditation, bro. Like it's an unspoken form of meditation that people really don't view as meditation, but people don't understand how relieving of the mind meditation. I mean, working out is when you do it. Like, like niggas underestimate the mind, the power of the mind. And when you really get blood flowing through your head, you can really think about shit that you would never thought about before. Like you can really, you can actually reflect on shit that happened in your life and things that happened in your life. 
like I posted on Twitter today, humility is is the key to gaining wisdom. And in my life, I've always been like a humble person and I've had humility, but like, like I have, you have, you have to like understand where you fucked up in order to grow as a human. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta understand, you can't just be no nigga who doesn't know like why shit happens, like blaming on other people, like all the bad shit that's happened in my life. Like you, it, like there, it, there, you, like stuff ha- comes back to you. If everything, every situation that happens with someone, you are a part of it. So you got to realize where you fucked up. And that's what I've been realizing. I'm tired of blaming other people on shit that happened in my life. And I got to think about what I did wrong. Hey, would you say about, uh, would you say about relationships wise? It, it, it takes two people. Yeah, no, that's what you said, bro. Like, but you, that's what I said. you was right. It takes two people, bro. And you can't just be sitting here blaming someone else. Cause it's always two people where, where some shit goes bad. Like, it's two people. You feel me? And this is just more than like boyfriend, girlfriend. This is like all aspects of this shit. Hell yeah. Friendships, uh, family-wise, you know. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And like this. Fuck up your relationship with God. It's, it's on you and God. If like, like over these four months, like, like however long this shit's been, you know, like I've really like grown as a person. And I've, and like people around me have been saying I've matured and shit like that. And like, it feels good to like to to grow with your homies. Like I posted on Twitter the other day. Like m- my sister said some dumb shit in the comment section, but like I always like people over people try to like be like I want to get in a relationship because I want to grow with the person. Like you ain't gotta be in a relationship to grow, bro. You can grow with the people already there with your homies, bro. You can already grow with. I'm growing with you, nigga. How, bro, how often we talk, bro? Nigga, I grow with a kill and shit, bro. Like, like, bro, we growing, bro. Niggas like you and a kill, y'all been my best friends for so long. I met a kill in pre-K. I met you in first grade. But you, there's always room to grow in a friendship, bro. And you can grow together mentally, bro, physically. Bro, I've been telling you to do your push-ups, bro, and I held you, I held you accountable. I hold a kill accountable. A kill holds me accountable for everything that we do in this journey. You feel me? Like, like you know I mean, like you don't you don't gotta be in a relationship to grow. You can grow on your own. In fact, you gotta grow before you in a relationship. That's real shit. Let me tell y'all about. Let me tell y'all about this. Hell yeah. You are not secure. You're not. If you're not secure with yourself, how do you expect to be? How do you expect not to be insecure in a relationship? Tell me. Tell me that because because when I was because when I was in a relationship, both of us were insecure, and we didn't go nowhere. Yeah. That's some real shit. Now, to be honest, I wasn't even in a relationship. Let's just put that out there. Just because we were both insecure about where we were and, and like, where we were. You feel me? Like, we were, we were insecure about what we were. Now that I'm growing, like, I don't, like, bro. Like, it's some shit that, like, you guys would, like, 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 like people of the world just don't understand. Like, like, they, like, pretty like this. When you're having fun, things grow into more mature things. But until you can until you can have fun and be free with that person, you can't expect for anything more. It's like this, Michael, like how he's talking about. When you are insecure in a relationship, you you try to like 
You want that person to make you feel better about your insecurities. And, be, and when you do that, you feed energy into them to receive the energy that you want back. It's like if, if you compliment, like if you compliment your girlfriend all the time because you want her to compliment you back, that is unhealthy because that means you are not secure with yourself. If when you are really at that point where you just secure yourself, you don't need that validation. Of course, it feels good. It feels good. But but you know you that nigga already, so you don't need it. You don't. That's why when you get in a relationship and you feeling bad, that shit's terrible. It never ends good because because at the end of the day, when the relationship is there and when it ends, you that same insecure nigga. Because 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 when because when you leave that relationship, who's gonna be there? The skeletons finna start crawling out the closet. You feel me? Yes. Yes. That's literally what happens. And like, and eventually, some people, it takes people years to do this shit, but you got to come to yourself. You got to be like, all right, nigga, it's time to boss up. It's time to change shit. You know, it's time to turn shit, time, time to turn shit around in my life. And like, that's, that's what it takes sometimes. Like, sometimes it takes heartbreak. Sometimes it takes like, it takes like a whole lot of bullshit. Like for me, I just remember like, on like, like the beginning of the year, like, I was like, damn, bro. Like, I'm just not happy right now. You feel me? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, but I'm not, I'm not at my full potential. I'm, I'm not as happy as I could be. And I know what, what wants to, I know what, what, like, what would make me happier. But you got to put in the work for that shit. It don't just come like immediately. Like what I'm doing is taking me way longer than I thought it would. But I appreciate the journey. I appreciate what I've learned and what I've gained on this shit. Like I know so much more shit about health than I knew before, nigga. Like I'd be researching shit. I can tell people. I can tell people about things that happened to me. I can tell people about like what to eat and what not to eat. Like this shit is helping me grow. You feel me? Yeah. So, and I build off insecurity. How the fuck can we build a house with the bricks? Like, facts. That is a fucking fact. Like how are you finna build a house when the bricks are fucked? Like, like you like if the shit keeps falling, like you never go, you're not gonna build a house. And you know what that reminds me of, Brick? You know our relation, our the black the black community's relationship. Just to take it on a, like a, a a masses level, um, the black community's relationship with the American society. Our, our we're insecure about a lot of things within our community. I'll say that, but we're also very to the point. You no, know, we're so insecure about certain things to a point where we obsess over money. To the point where we'll sell our community out. Not like, I'm saying like selling out like, you know, like how like some rappers do. I'm saying like sell out of like our literal houses. No, bro. That's literally what I was thinking of. I'm, I'm on that same wavelength that you want. No, like, you same wavelength. No. You want to tune in? Yeah, because I can't watch it on the stand. All right. This, this is no. But like, um, like, like black, like black communities... Like, people in my neighborhood, Bayview in San Francisco, people sold their houses away trying to chase that check. Ooh, you can make money by renting it out. You know how expensive it is to rent a house in this neighborhood? Bro, like, it's, like it's, chasing that check, you know? Bro, it's like, it's thousands of dollars now just to, like, rent a one-bedroom. You feel me? Very hard. Torsha. What was you finna say, Mike? It, it, it's thousands, it's like three, maybe almost four thousand dollars just to like, uh, to like rent an apartment out here, bro. Like talking to my family, like, 
like yesterday. Like when all my family is gone and like I'm like me and my sister have the houses and shit. Like like one of my houses, one of the houses that my great grandmother used to own uh by Candlestick Park is gonna be you can rent that shit out for like five thousand, bro. And you can keep making money instead of just giving it all up. You but know? That, bro, that's that, not what they were, what they were thinking was oh shit, a nice shiny big big ass mansion. Let's try to go in there. Let's just let's 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 try to feed our insecurities even further by saying, "Hey, we've never had nice shiny things. We never had that big ass plantation house. We never had we never had that goal that you know we put in our fucking mouths on our on our fucking necks. You feel me? But let, let's let's feed into our our insecurities to the point where it's on a mental level." A soul level, and and within our relationships, we take it out on our partners, our friends, our family, and our relationship with God. Like this shit goes so deep, bro. That's why everybody in this chat right now, take a break from whatever you're doing, and just take a labyrinth. I'm so serious. Yes, literally take the time to reflect about your life. Like quarantine was like was a perfect time. If you didn't do that, that sucks. But you know. It's also like you can do it at another time. Like you just gotta take a time to reflect on your life and reflect on what really matters. Like, like I've like just been reflecting. Like I deleted Snapchat for like two weeks, and I just realized how how unimportant it is. I like I I redownloaded it because like you know, like I got friends and shit on there, but you know, but you realize how how unnecessary it is and shit like that. And people don't care what you talk about. Like, I used to post stuff on my story, my private story, all the time. Just spam it. Like, two people were, two people swipe up. People get on social media to watch, not interact. My nigga Justin Taylor was just talking about it in his podcast. Yes. He, said, yeah. he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, at this point, people are, people are uh, on, on, on social media at this point just to fucking, like hate and fucking like you know judge people and shit that's not the truest shit i've heard bro like people get on social media like they're just watching watching your next move seeing what you're doing they're not like i post like but there was a point in like june july i was posting workout videos every day i would like i wasn't posting my physical workouts but i'd be sweating and stuff like that every single day even at two in the morning but not not everyone wants to uplift you. Not everyone wants to. It's not their it's not their responsibility to. Of course, like they can say what they want to say, but, but people, people take note that you're doing what you're doing, but they're, they're not always gonna like they're not, they're not always gonna congratulate you and be like, oh, good shit, bro, keep going, you know, like like a real friend should. Yeah. You know? A lot of people have friends who don't uplift them at all. They're just negative all around them. Like they don't have nothing nice to say. Always some bullshit, you know. You know what I mean, can't be having friends like that, bro. Well, you. Well, what did I tell you about that the other day? You can't like expect them to. You can't hold them so close to you. You feel me? You can't hold them in such high regard. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta evaluate their friendship and place them where they belong to be. You feel me? So, like for instance, I know a couple friends. A couple friends I grew up with. I'm not gonna place them as closely as I would place you and Tyler and Akil. You feel me? I wouldn't. I wouldn't place them that close. But what I would do 
it's placed him at a place where I can still have fun with them. Like, go out and shove them. You know I mean? That's what they're for, if anything. You know, I'm not going to ask them for a couple of dollars. You feel me? Because I know they're not going to give it to me without judging me. Exactly. They finna, bro, bro, my dad told me this like 10 years ago. They got He told me this about Akil. He said, Akil is a great friend because you will tell him something and he will not use it against you in a later argument. I have friends who save things for another argument. Who save things that I tell them, be like, oh shit, I'm gonna use this later on this nigga. I'm about to calm this thing in front of the whole group chat. Like, you can't be having people like that, bro. Like, that shit is not cool, bro. You can't be having people who save roast for you, dog. Like, if I'm gonna roast my breath, if I'm gonna roast a homie, I'm gonna roast it in the moment, but you saving a roast for me, bro? Come on, bro. That's not no real friend. On a show, like you would have, like you would a female. Hey, brother. No, no, Michaela, real. They aren't real. They aren't like that's not a real friend. I would okay. This is this is this is how I feel. I wouldn't say that they aren't real friends. I feel like they're associates. You feel me? Yeah, yeah literally, they're so associates. And, and and if anything, they're closer associates than you know just a random person you would like on Instagram. Yeah, because you would still go out with them. Yeah, exactly. You still hang out with them and stuff like that. You know I mean? So, um, you know, there's certain snakes that you would have to keep in the grass in sure. order. To and like, I'm not gonna act like I'm like I'm not gonna act like I'm the perfect nigga. Like, like I still like no, no. I'm gonna roast my friends. Like, talk some shit in the comment section. But like, at the end of the day, I'm still gonna uplift you. I'm still gonna make sure you you reach that goal that you want to. I'm gonna make you feel powerful along that way. I'm going to like be like, all right, bro, I'm going to support you, whatever you got to do, you know, be there like I'm fucking I'm take Bart over to help you out if I need to. If you know, if you need me there, all that type of shit, bro. Like, I'm still going to help you. Real shit. And like, I realized that in high school, like I was like, I was always saying shit to my friends. Like, I'd be like, damn, bro, you finna really finna go somewhere, dog. Like you really, you really honor some shit. But then the same shit wouldn't happen to me. They wouldn't value my opinions. They didn't care what I had to say. You feel me? Like, they didn't give a damn what I had to say. When I said something, be like, nigga, shut up. You know? But then, like I told you, when I got to Howard, I had friends who actually listened to my opinions, what I had to say. You know? And sometimes, like, and, like, not everyone, some, like, sometimes, like, those friends are so, they gonna roast you and shit like that, but at least they listen to you. You feel me? Like I told you, like I told you, like, I think it was today or yesterday, in college, in high school, your friend groups are based on the groups that you that you like find yourself in, like football, basketball, cheer, or whatever. Those yeah. the, those are your friends. In but college, college in college, we're like we're like where most people aren't like aren't aren't in like activities. Those friends you find, it's just like you just find them, you know. You find them, and I found a group that was that was a like me. It took me a semester, like I didn't really have a friend group first semester, but second semester I found my group. And those people actually, like, listen to what I had to say and value my opinions. And, like, when I said something, they listened to me like like a real friend should, you know? Feel me. I feel it. You know, I, I, you know, in high school, I'm not going to say all because I still had Michaela and I still had uh, Bell and I had Corey and I had Josh and Jaquil. But other than that, you know, most of my friends are at St. Mary's. 
Most of my friends were at fucking uh, Odell. You feel me? Yeah. A couple sprinkled out, sprinkled out across like the uh, the bay. But you know, I couldn't see them every day. So it's either FaceTime calls or a function outside of school. When you walk around the school, especially at fucking Albany, where this is just built to hate you, it, it destroys you on the inside, man. It, yeah. It, you feel me? I was lucky enough to be placed into a peer group that we had, like, group therapy and shit with. I don't know who that is, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I have I had to, to understand that everybody's not for you. Everybody's not meant to be for you. Facts, bro. Facts. When you look around you, you got to look at everybody. Like, bro, my last... Talk about it. I learned one thing over the last couple of months. Uh, over the last couple of months, you cannot trust what a person says to you. You cannot. Trust what a person says to you, you have to judge them by their actions. Judge them by what they actually do. Now we just having a podcast. We just talking about some shit. Like you know, it's good. But um, we can like, it's like um, it it hurt because like in high school, like people in St. Mary's respected who I was. You know, I was a salutatorian and like everyone around, everyone at the people at the school respected me, but I didn't have the respect that I had amongst my peer group. And you talking about like action and stuff like that. People yeah. do acting like I can see like, damn, like, like they can say they love me, but like I can see your actions like, like y'all really don't give a fuck about me. They don't give a damn what I do for real. You know? Yeah. That's what- down to like like Mike from now on, bro. We we moving different, bro. We, we already been moving bro, different. Bro, bro. We don't more, brother. We, we listen to actions, bro. We proving, brother. Not words, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro. And now, nah, like Michaela, I can only imagine Albany was terrible. Like Michael was telling me, like all the racist shit that was going on there. And it's crazy because that's right around the corner from St. Mary's, bro. And St. Mary's never really had too many racist incidents, like barely. But compared to y'all, it was way different. I mean, like our black community was cool, but it was us against Albany. Yeah, like 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 it like it was like get out there to be honest. Like like every day I'd come home, I'd be hella sad because I just had to send me send me. In 2015, there was an Instagram account where they compared black people, a fucking monkey, Photoshop nooses around our necks. I mean, and they were doing KKK shit. Like I, when I tell you, when I tell you. That the administration did nothing to help us. There was no action. They let the kid. They only expelled one kid. And matter of fact, after that, those kids sued the school and got what was it? Eighty thousand each. Eighty thousand. They each got eighty thousand dollars, and all the people who were on that account got nothing. I don't even think a single one of them went to a four-year. Wow. Every single one of the kids who uh, was on the account did. That's bullshit, bro. Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, they each, uh, one of the kids, I'll say his name, Jackson Blum. He uh, he wrote a, he wrote a paper. He wrote his fucking, uh, they wrote, he wrote his fucking uh, 
uh, what was it, Common App uh, paper on the experience of him being on that account. Like him, he wrote how he was being racist to people and got into Portland State. What? Man, bro, man. Hey, fuck all this bullshit, bro. Ain't no change, bro. It's the same white people running with the same values that their parents taught them, running all that shit. All that, all that admission shit, bro. Like, they don't give a fuck about us, bro. It's all for show, bro. That's on God. It's all for show, bro. All these parents out here saying, oh, we're just liberal. I don't know where, I don't know where these kids got these ideas from and all these. And another thing is, it wasn't even all white kids. It wasn't all white kids. I'm not even gonna get into that because that's going to that's going that's going that's going to shape the podcast to a different to a different. Bro, Michael, Michael, it's crazy. Like I think I told you this. Like my line coach, he, I remember, I remember this like clear as hell. There was like a little racist incident that happened, and he told us he he lined us. He like he, we got in the circle. He said it's a lot of closeted racists out here in Berkeley, and but they don't want they don't want you to know that they want you to make it seem like it's liberal as hell. Like, like you know, all sunshine, blue as fuck. But in reality, bro, they don't give a fuck. They just hiding, bro. They just hiding. Literally, Tyler, racism is taught. It's taught, and it's passed down. And it's crazy because people act like, act like California, like California, like the freaking. You know, there was like, oh, he's loading. What happened? Well, you know, I'm gonna say this. You know that there was like, people out there. In like the in, in California that were really like out there closeted racist, and when I mean like closeted, I mean like a Sausalito. I mean, am I good? Am I good? I think I'm good. Oh, mm-hmm. oh there he is. Had to. All right, I'm back. My shit crashed. I don't know how the fuck some shit happened. Okay, but like, Michael, what, what was I talking about? Easy, Okay, no, I know what I was gonna say. Like in like racism, like in California, people act like California is just some some fucking science state, and and like there's no racist people here. That's so cap. Is people you could say California is racist. I'm saying, like, I have a friend. From, I have a friend from Louisiana. He's black. He goes to Howard. He views cops in a in a way different way than we do. It's yeah. different. Why is that? How you? How, how was California worse than Louisiana? Like, well, we really got to reevaluate some shit. Like the like racism. And like, I know all y'all notice. Like, we all educated. Like, racism is Millie Bonner though. But like, racism is not just taught in the in like it's not just in the South. It's in the North. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. We talking about the like the Civil War, all this shit, bro. They didn't give a damn about slavery, bro. It's economic. Bro, we it's economic. Bro, remember when I broke this shit down? Yes, bro, bro. Do you guys know the real reason why they, why why the Civil War really happened? I don't. The real reason the Civil War happened was for the pure <laughs> was for the pure reason that the slaves were taking up too much money of like the of like the white people's like cir- circulation of the money. So. White people in the North, like John Brown, you know, the person who, you know, put, gave all the black people the guns to try to um, get a revolution happening. Yeah. Basically, what happened was they weren't getting money. Like, they weren't getting jobs. 
their jobs were all locked up within the South because of the cotton gin. Yes. The, the Southern economy was getting too big. The North. And so what they did, what they said was, I don't like slavery. I don't like the idea of slavery. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mike, you keep cutting out, bro. Am I cutting out? I'm cutting out? Yeah. Oh, I say Am I good now? Yeah. Okay. But if if y'all did, if, but like on some real shit, if you didn't notice, I want you to go like, I want you to go like look this shit up because like there's like facts. I don't, I don't really know any uh, articles off top, off top of my head, but it was in my last uh, history book that I was reading. But um, like you gotta like like you gotta reevaluate so much shit. Well, okay, slavery never did end because of peonage and you know mass incarceration now. And you know our mental health right now, but um, on a on a sense of like you know actual bondage, uh, us being uh, actually like not free to go, having to run away from you know shit, you know. Ah, well, we gotta we gotta stay on track. We gotta stay on track. This is all about labyrinths. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This uh, is about <laughs> the next part I want to talk about is uh, the five main questions, and to see if you've answered these five main questions. Okay. All right, ask me. Who are you? I don't I don't think I've answered that question yet. I still gotta figure it out, you know. I I've answered that question on a very basic level. I feel like I can get deeper, but in order for these pur- for this purposes, um I am Michael Blue. The reason why I say that is because the per like there's so many people that I want to be. What's up, Sierra? Um there's so many people that I want to be, and there's so many people that I like I could be because I have all these different idols. You know, I have my mom I could be. I, I, I have my dad I could be. You know, I could be some of my friends, but I choose to be myself. Mm-hmm. Makes me me are my experiences, certain experiences I experienced in at Albany, certain experiences I experienced at St. Leo, certain experiences I experienced uh, at Lot. Shout out to Lot. Shout out to Sam and all them. Um, you know, in certain experience that I experienced just by myself, just like with reflection. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a producer, a poet. You know, I'm just starting to get into this podcast and shit. I'm a photographer. Um, I want to be a lawyer. Um, you know, I have so many different attributes about myself that I can't get caught up in reality and like trying to be somebody else. The only person I won't really want to be is the person I see in my in the mirror 10 years ahead of time. I feel you but like yeah like for for me when you ask the question who am I like I'm like during my my journey I'm still on that shit and like it's kind of it's been kind of cool like I'm sad I can't go back to Howard for this semester but like this gives me more time to continue my labyrinth and I get to continue to find out who I am and and like who am I you know Michael all the stuff I've been like learning and stuff like that stuff I've been reading like like, who am I? Who do I want to be in this world? I have a good idea of who I am, but I'm still evolving. And my evolution isn't complete. Man. I told my sister this shit, like, I'm not in my final form yet. Remember, like, remember what you say? We evolve every day. This, Hell yeah, bro. This, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's enhanced. It's enhanced to the point where, like, every step you take is, like, 100 times folded, like, of the evolution. Exactly. And, like... I told a kill this on FaceTime the other day. Like, I, there's some shit I was doing in April that, like, I could never imagine myself 
not doing that I couldn't imagine myself doing now. Like, there's just certain things that, like, I was doing, like, I was like, damn, bro, like, like I'm a different person compared to who I am. I'm still the same person, but, like, your your mindset is evolving. You're, you're changing, you know? Yeah. And, like, like, you, like, and like Akil said, like, the grind is getting deeper since we're staying. Like, like this grind for me is going to continue until, like, this whole, like, lapping is going to continue until basically December, like, January, because I'm home all this time. And I'm happy for that. I really get to continue to figure out who I am. Get get to read. I get to read all the books that I, that I've gotten for myself in peace. You know, like college. You know, it's a little more distractions. You know, you got like friends and stuff like that. Parties that you can't you can't really focus as much. So I'm glad I get to stay home and really focus on myself. Continue my journey because like this is really important to me. Everybody who I talk to, everyone who I talk to, knows how important this is to me. And I'm happy I get to continue that to like truly discover truly discover who I am, you know? Yes, like 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 when when I first started this, you know, I was really trying to figure out, you know, why I was so attached to one person. Yeah. You know, why why I couldn't feel like I could be alone. That was really the one thing I really wanted to like find out about myself. So I had to ask these questions of myself in order to figure this out. So the second question is Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Before you before you ask the second question, I remember like I was I I remember I I put that thought in your head like, like yeah. man, I, I told you I, I was like Michael like I was like bro, like why can't you just be that, alone? That one question shook me to my core, brother. I don't know if I ever thought I don't know if I ever thanked you for that. But nah. that really shook me to my core and sent me like on like in a rabbit hole that really needed to happen. And that's that's what like a real friend is like like you gotta be uplifting, uplifting, but you gotta be blunt with them as well. You gotta let them know what's uh, what's up. Like you gotta, you gotta let them know what it is at all times. Yes. You know, you can't just be having your friend doing dumb shit. You know, looking dumb in these streets like some people. I look dumb. You know, a lot of people don't mind if their friends look dumb because, like, in, in in their minds, shit, I look better if he looks dumb because we hang out together. Oh shit, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like the smart one. It's, it's sad. That's really people's mindsets, bro. People really think like that. People really think it. They really, do. they really do. They really be thinking like, oh, if he looks bad, then I'm going to get more bitches. Yes. People think like that, bro. And they will not say nothing to you because they want you to be down. They want you to be down in comparison to them. And that is a toxic friendship. But, but on some real shit, you know, what it really should be like is if my nigga's looking bad, I also look bad because I feed, not necessarily feed, but I'm around him, you know, and his energy should be around the same energy as mine. So yes. off, that means that my energy's off. If that's your real brother, you feel me? If that's, yeah. but at the end of the day, if, if my brother's down bad, I'm down bad. Cause I have to make sure that he's, that I hold him accountable for all the shit that he's on. You feel me? To hold him accountable, bro. Accountability is key from yourself and from others. From your friends, the people who are with you all the time, they gotta hold you accountable for shit that goes on, Tori. Sorry. Like, um, like you gotta you gotta hold your you gotta hold everybody accountable, including yourself. And like that's really all that it comes down to. It really bro, it really comes down to three aspects. What are you doing? What is your friend doing? And what are y'all doing as a as a group? Mm-hmm. Because those those three things, 
you know, are really what a friendship is about. It's about you guys individually and then what you guys are as a collective. Because because how people see you, for instance, with me and you, you feel me? We're Black Lotus. Black Lotus. We're Black Lotus. You feel me? So how people see us is not just Black Lotus because that's how we see ourselves. Yes, sir. How they see us is two separate entities. You feel me? Yeah. But at the same time, Oh, Akil say you disagree, but I'm hey. gonna podcast. I'm gonna get you on the podcast so you can talk about it. But explain hey, Michaela said, "What are we doing to uplift each other?" Well, Michaela, in terms of like me and Michael, I feel like we we uplift each other in terms of like like when 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 like things happen, we try to like just make sure like I I'm uplifting Michael by being on this podcast with him. Michael is my nigga. And I want to make sure that his shit gets taken off, like it's, it's, like takes off. So I'm gonna help him. I told him I rushed to eat my dinner so I could be on this shit with him. You know, <laughs> like that is uplifting shit. Like another way I uplift Michael, you know, telling him to like do his push-ups. Like I want that nigga to be great. You know, all that shit. Like affirmation. You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. You gotta be affirm. Words of affirmation. You gotta like. Let them know how you feel, and you got to, like, really, you know, like we said earlier, hold them accountable to it. You feel me? And, like, another, another, like, you know, another part that um, I'm starting to realize is that, you know, a phone call, you know, sometimes people just, like, undervalue what a phone call really is. Because, like, you got to take your time out of your day to put in energy, not to see somebody, but to just talk to them over the phone. Yeah. Like for some people, that they feel like that's a waste of time. Yeah. For me, right now, if I'm like, you know, I like to do things more in person. But if I can't contact you, if I can't come to you, of course I'm gonna put in that energy to talk to you over the phone. Exactly. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna wait for my friends to reach out to me. That's not how. I, that's not who I've always. That's why. That's not who I've ever been. I'm always gonna reach out to them, make sure they cool. Yeah, and like for me. Like I've realized, like sometimes, I feel like I could call some of my friends more. And the more I think about it, like whose responsibility is that? You know, like who is that burden on to to continue a friendship? We don't see them every day. Like I posted on my spam the other day. Like I saw a few of my friends who I ain't seen in hella long. Like you, I saw people who I used to see every day. I saw them every day in high school, and I now I see them like five times a year. Like, how do you keep those friendships alive? And whose responsibility is it to keep it alive? Whose responsibility is that, you know? It's my fault. It's my fault. I'll, I'll say that for one person. Shout out to Bell. Always been, you know, a down brother. Like, he always been out looking out for me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. When, when, I didn't, when, when I didn't have whip and I wanted to go outside to go get some food, he'd take me. You feel yeah. me? It's, it's brothers like that, you know. I, you know, I, I never say that like, you know, I was a leech, you know. I always, you know, I always got him back. You feel me? Like if you ever needed like some money, I got him. I got, his, I got his pockets. You feel me? But, yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's two people in that shit. You feel me? It's two people. It's two people. A friendship. It's two people in a relationship. It's two people. You know, probably about three people within you know a family. But it takes. It takes. It takes. It takes energy balance. But you can't, you can't like, you know, have your energy all the way up here and expect the person to give more energy than just down here. No, you got 
I'm not saying, you know, drop your energy, but, you know, try to raise their energy, you know, try to, like, tell them, okay, you lacking right here, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold your friends accountable, that's what it comes today. Like, like, um, an example of this, like, me killing Trent, like, 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 we do certain things and shit like that, we, we hold each other accountable to shit, to shit like that we do on social media and, like, being healthy and shit like that. Like, you need that in a group, bro. You And, like, I have, like, it's, I'm not trying to shit on friend groups and other friend groups and shit like that, but I know other people don't do that. I know other people aren't holding each other accountable for shit that goes on. And, like, like in, in order to, like, like I was talking about way earlier, talking you, like, talking about growing together, just growing as a person, you need, you yeah, you can grow by yourself, but it's never bad to have the people who, who you love, like, like, all your friends, like, growing with you, you know? I feel it. I feel it because like he does. As some people say, it takes two. It takes two tango, and two and two minds are better than one. You know, another person might be able to realize, you know, and accelerate your growth that you wouldn't see in yourself. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Like you got to accelerate that. Like some sometimes people can't see their potential. And like all it takes is like a little push to get them to see that potential, and like I remember like 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 in the beginning of the year when I was when I was down bad like like a kill like a kill at Howard like he would just like say little things to me to like that made me feel good like when I first started getting in the gym, remember we was in the cafeteria kill me and kill live in different dorms at Howard so I didn't really see him as often, but I was eating with him. He was sitting across the table. He started, he was hella smiley. He was like damn near laughing. He was like, he was like, Josiah, you been in the gym, bro? He like, Josiah, you been working out? And I was like, yeah, I've been in there a little bit. He was like, I can tell, bro. I can tell. Like, like you need that push, that motivation. That shit was so motivating to me. People think that motivation is just be like, oh, dude, you better do that shit. You better do that shit or you're going to fucking fail. Like, bro. Or you can just push somebody, be like, damn, bro, I see the results paying off, bro. You're going crazy. That's literally all it takes sometimes, bro. You got to be uplifting. And when Akil said that to me, I was like, bro, I got to keep going. I was already going to keep going, but it made me, it inspired me even more. It inspired me even more to like, to keep going to the gym. Like, bro, I'm going to get what I want to be if I just keep grinding, keep like, keep doing all this shit. On real shit. On real shit, you know, every day. You wake up, you don't check. You don't always got to check uh, social media. But, you know, I pray every day. Yeah. Every day, you know. And just to take it away from, you know, the, the, the workout side, you know, I'm going to take it spiritual because, you know, that's how I really get into it. Yeah. I was at Bible study the other day. And I was talking about, uh, I was talking about, you know, uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about my dreams of, like, Recreating uh, a black civilization. Okay. They were like, they were like, the uh, the minister was like, in, uh, Mr. Thalio, he was like, hey, I'm gonna get a, a, a venture capitalist on here so we can come talk to you. Like when he came, when the venture capitalist came and t- talked to me, bro, like that really changed my whole perception on like what I could be like how big I could be. And that was all because he listened to what I had to say. You feel me? And just like, really just like inspired. Like he, he was there to inspire me. 
Exactly. Like, like, and then, like, God just put him in my life to a point where, ah, you feel me, Jay? You feel me? You feel me? But um, I was just in there, and I was just, I was just really thinking, like, he really, like, he's really set here. He's just set here to motivate me and keep pushing me on my journey. And like, bro, it's literally, like, it's it's about that. You know how in the Bible, like, God, he set the bush on fire for Moses. Like you, you need that flame. You need that flame. All it takes is that little flame inside of you that someone pushes you inside, bro. And that shit is real spiritual, bro. Like you need that, like that flame that's lights inside of you, bro. Like you had a vision of what you could be. Like you know what you can be when you older. It gave you a whole new perspective on shit, bro. That venture capitalist gave you that flame, and like all the shit you be talking to me about, like investing, bro. Like you sent me the, you sent me the Robinhood shit earlier, bro. I'm I'm gonna fill that out for you. Yeah, I got you. I haven't done it yet, but I got you though. But like, but it's shit like that. Like it lights a little flame inside you, and like this shit needs it needs to become a fucking forest fire. Bro, shit. Just wait till it becomes a forest fire. Just wait. You know, I ain't trying to be fucking. You know, if if you like, you know, I ain't trying to be fucked about no forest fires. But you know, like you know, make make that shit go crazy. Like to where no nigga can put the water out in that motherfucker. You feel me? It's gotta burn. You gotta burn like the sun. Yeah, you gotta burn, bro. And that's literally what it takes. It takes one person to reach that. But um, let's get to the um, the the second question. Real quick. Okay, so the next question. Next question is, what makes you you? I'll, I'll tell you them later. What makes you? Is it your experiences that you go through? You know, is there a particular experience that like proves to you, oh, this is how I am. This is who I am. You feel mm-hmm. me? But. The real question is the next question, because the second question is really complimentary to the first one. But the third question is, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What mentalities do you want to have? Like, we've all we've we've been talking. I'm not going. I'm not going to reference his name, but we all want to be real dominant. We all want to take charge of our own narrative. Who's saying we can't do that? I've been a Delta. All because I didn't understand why I just looked at people as like superior, not necessarily superior, but like I valid, like I wanted their validation for some beyond bizarre reason. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like a partner, I needed a partner to complete me. Exactly. True. None of it. None of it. That's all that they want you to think, bro. Yeah, Q. Go look at the last podcast. I explained that. <laughs> um, like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be that, like that, 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 that alpha man, bro. That person who's on top. You trying to be the people that, that niggas respect? I'm not even trying to be the nigga that people respect. I'm trying to be the person I respect. Facts. I'm trying to be the person that I respect. I'm trying to have so much self-respect to the point where. If I like, if I fall off, that's my fault. What's up, Ryan? Nobody else can tell me. Oh shit! Yeah, he fell off. Look at him. Look at stupid. Because I'm already be telling myself that. Exactly. Oh shit! I fell off. So what am I gonna do? It's nobody else's. It's nobody else's shit. It's mine. Control your narrative. You feel? You control your narrative, like literally. You control what happens to you, why it happens, and how it happens. You can explain 
went and like how it happened, you know, like I was talking about humility. And he was talking about like the different mindsets you want to have in your life and you know, in my life. I've always been a person like who sometimes like I feel like like respect is something that's that's earned. It's not given. Sometimes in my life I felt like I sometimes I felt like I deserved respect. When all the time I wasn't really respecting myself. I wasn't carrying myself how I should. And in in my labyrinth, I've really like come to a point where I'm starting to respect myself more and who I am as a man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still growing. I'm still trying to reach that. I'm trying to reach that ultimate level of respect for myself. But I'm way further than I was in high school. Gosh, no. I'm way further. You know, I, I respect all my opinions more. Sometimes, like when I was talking about earlier, like people shut down your opinions. You begin to win. You begin to wonder, like, damn, I, like, does my shit really matter? Am I really on some different shit, or like they just saying, or am I just like trying too hard? You know. But, I, but yeah, like it's that's literally what it's about. You gotta, you gotta, like, you just gotta grow. You gotta grow. Growth mindset. It's a, it's a mindset. It's literally like once you get in a certain mindset, it's so hard to get out of it. Like the shit I've been on, like I haven't drinking no fucking soda or juice since fucking April because I'm on a fucking grind. And I'm this is a fucking mindset that I'm on working out five days a week every day since fucking April, April 1st. Like been on a grind. It's a mindset. And once you once you really discipline yourself, yes sir, gallon boys. Yes sir, Kill. You already know. I gotta finish that shit. But once you really discipline yourself to a to a lifestyle, to a mindset, it's so hard to get off of it. That's why whenever my journey, I whenever I feel like I'm satisfied, like the journey isn't done. You gotta keep going because this is your lifestyle now. You wanna live, bro. You can't just quit. That's why people fucking like gain weight after they lost hell of it because they didn't it, they didn't discipline themselves enough. That was they was they was looking at the end goal. There is no end goal. Oh, bro, this is fucking life, bro. Bro, remember when I had lifestyle? Yes, bro. God, bro. I just want to say this real quick. You might realize, like, you might say some shit or you might do some shit earlier on in life, right? But you might not realize what it's for. But God puts that into your mind and has you say that shit. Yes. I'm now realizing why I was so prominent about lifestyle. Yes. Y F E. Life. The with the Y in the middle. It's very important. It's very important that that Y is there. Because it's not about me. The biggest question in life is why. It's not what, how, when, or when. God, Mike. It's like, why. It. Why do you do certain shit? And 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 the reason and and, and and the explanation to that shit is your lifestyle. The question is why. Because you do. Because the question is life, 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 and then you put a question mark behind it. The answer is lifestyle. Period. Michael, that shit crazy, bro. That shit is crazy how shit is putting is put into your mind like, at a certain age. And I I know you did not know what that shit meant. I, I, you had no idea. No. Nope. It's, it's put into your mind. 
this is how you was talking about you was talking about the experiences that like like when the question you ask do do the experiences make a man is that who you are like like God puts us through certain situations to 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 learn and grow like we're put this we're putting those shits for a reason and you have to learn from them like I was talking about earlier you can't just fucking blame everyone else for for why you fucked up you gotta you gotta be like damn all right I gotta move on what I do wrong gotta move on this nigga Kobe but um but like you gotta you gotta move on and you gotta you gotta embrace what happened and continue Knowing the lessons that you learn, people don't learn from their mistakes. People don't learn from their lessons. It's like a cliche, like learn from your mistakes, but people don't do that shit. People like, yes, Michaela, take accountability for what the fuck happens in your life. Niggas don't do that shit. And the experiences do make a man. That's where wisdom comes from. The experiences. How'd you want to? But it's more than that. You have to reflect on what happened to you. Any Any man can experience some shit, but if you don't reflect on it and think about it, you just forget about it. You're not gonna learn shit from that. You're not gonna learn shit. You want to learn thing. That's that's why there's so many people who have the mindset of a 30 year old and they're 80 years old. Yes. Old people, just because you're old, don't mean that you're wise. And yes. Young doesn't mean that you're stupid. Exactly. Like you got you got grown men out here acting like kids, and the same for women. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Niggas don't learn. Huh? Are you 30 years old in game bank? Yes, bro. Like, like I understand that's what you used to, and that's like that's that's like it's hard to get out of that shit. But at a certain point, you gotta you really gotta reflect. You hey. gotta search. You stop. You see stop. Oh shit! This shit about to end. Yeah. Hey, uh, everybody who's on here, I'm about to restart the live. So just come back. All right. Akil, that's fucking facts. Shit. He he. Dang, bro. Dang. Niggas who've been through a lot have hella insight because they reflect on what happened to them in their Matt, life. Right, this is my last point before I, before I uh, restart this bitch. LL Cool J said that he's been around the shit. And in his music, if you notice, he never praises uh, Gang Bane or the, or the village that this, that this nigga came from. He said that the reason because of that is people who have actually been around the real shit don't want to be around that shit no more. Exactly. Like, that's some real shit. Like, think about that shit. All these niggas who, 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 who. <laughs> yes, bro. LL is pretty deep. LL is pretty deep. If, if you look at his, what, not, not his music, and, you know, not his shows, but, like, the like the things that this nigga says out, like, off camera. You know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, Back to what I was saying, LL, LL is pretty, you know, he's wrote, he's written a couple of books about fitness, bro. Like, if anything, LL is like, he's been through a labyrinth. He's been through his labyrinth, man. And that nigga is like, on some real shit, bro. Nah, but, nah, feel like, really, that, that shit you said in the last live, kill was crazy. Like, people who've been through a lot have hella insight about it. Because they've been through some shit. They've been through some real shit in their lives, like life or death type shit. And when you go through some shit like that, you reflect. Like, I remember when someone was saying, like, it's hard to rap if you don't if you don't go through some shit. Like, I see what they're saying a little more now because, like, in order to when you go through shit, you reflect and you learn from those experiences, and that's where that's where all your lyrics come from because you got shit to talk about, 
shit, the shit that you, that you like, that you experience. And whether you grew from it or not, it's it's an experience, and you reflect on it in some way. You know exactly, cause you become great. You become great from that shit. Everyone who became great, like they they had experiences that that made them into that great being. Like bro, LeBron, you think that nigga wasn't motivated when he got his shit fucked up by Dallas in 2011? You think that nigga didn't go hard as fuck after that shit? That nigga had a desire to become great. He reflected on that shit and why he failed. Next year, he won the championship. In my opinion, he's a goat. But that's another debate. But, you know, you know, that's another debate. But greats learn from their mistakes and they reflect. That's what separates those who are high from those who are low. The people who are low. Because, bro, everybody can have wisdom, bro. Everybody. Everybody. We all go through shit in our lives, no matter what. We all go through shit. It's just a matter of whether you reflect on it and learn and apply. You got to reflect, learn, and and apply, bro. That's literally what it's about, especially application. Because if you don't apply, you won't get nowhere in your fucking life, bro. But you really won't. Like, if you... Bro, I'm not going... A certain person in my life has stayed lives with his mother still all because he has not changed his mindset nigga 50 years old and he still lives with his mother like that like like real shit it's all because his his mindset his mindset isn't built with growth complacency complacency and Michael in a book I was reading like like the biggest enemy of man, bro, is fear. People are scared to experience what is fear. Like you're, you're scared, you're not living on the edge. In our lives, bro, as a man, bro, you gotta live on a certain edge. Like you have to, you have to like live with some sort of like recklessness, just just a little bit at least. In order to experience life, when you're living on the safe side, when you're when you're being scared to speak up for yourself, when you're just scared to do something because you're like, oh shit, what if I fail? Like when that shit happens, you're not finna go to where you wanna be. Cause when you do that shit, bro, like you just finna get stepped on and walked over, bro. Like a fucking beta. Exactly. Like a bait. Like a whole bait. Like a beta, bro. That's literally how it is. When you live in fear, you can't become great. I can't name anyone who's lived in fear become great. Unless you're just some spoiled nigga whose parents were rich. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like, it's hard. Like, you gotta, you gotta reflect. You gotta reflect on that shit. And like, it's hard to become great. You gotta reflect and not live with fear. You know? One of the hardest things to do is to be great, but you just have to do it. Oh, God. Out there and just do whatever you need to do. But my, what's the um? Uh, my bad for cutting you off. But let's get into the third question after you finish what you were saying. It's the fourth. It's the fourth. It's the fourth question. Fourth question. All right. Fourth question is what impacts? That shit goes fucking stupid. Um, the the uh, what impacts or effects do you leave on other people's lives? Mm. What impact do you want to leave? on the world not that not that their opinion matters not that their opinion matters 
but why when, but what impact do you want to leave on it because at the end of the day you don't just live your life for yourself because if mm-hmm. you for God then you're giving your life to the world mm-hmm. that's how I see it you know okay but, what impact do you want to leave on the world? My impact is the reason why God put me on this earth. I feel that God put me on this earth for the sole purpose of helping people see who they are. Like how God sees them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. By giving people wisdom in order to, like, you know, influence and, you know, like, you know, influence change. But at the end of the day it's up to them I feel that and for, for me I, I feel like feel like my purpose I don't know what I want to do yet but I feel like my purpose in my life is to is to like speak in front of thousands like I don't and change and change someone's life like motivate body other you've so, done you've I've done, done I've done that before that's how I that's why I know I can do it like I've done that shit, bro. The day of the march, bro, I was so fucking nervous, bro. Bro, bro, I was so nervous, bro. The first line, the first line of if y'all look back at what my what I, like my speech, my first line was, "I can't feel my legs." <laughs> I told, I literally told you, I told you right before I went up and did the speech, bro. I said, "Bro, I can't feel my legs. I'm so nervous." Exactly, and bro, bro, when I got up on that stage. I, t- I tell everyone who like who would talk I talk to about this shit. Like I felt something going through my body, something divine, bro, something special when I was speaking, bro. Like it's like a warm feeling, like electricity going through my veins, bro. Like like then I was destined for this shit, like you know. And I want to do that shit again one day in my life. Wait, what'd you say? You become great. You become great, bro. And this is I was I was only uh, like. And it's crazy because a year ago, like a year, like June 1st, this is June 1st, 2020, June 1st, 2019, I gave my salutatorian speech. And I was I was so nervous before the speech. I was hella nervous. And like I I didn't I never I didn't have that same feeling of electricity. But that moment gave me confidence that I can do this shit again, that I was built for this. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it was bumps down the it was bumps and shit. But now, you know, like I'm saying, bumps. Like I'm not even done with my journey yet. You know, I'm all, I'm only 19, but <laughs> but like this is that was only the beginning of my journey, and I'm still in the beginning of my journey. And I don't know what what is eventually going to lead to. Yes, I had no fear, and I don't know what it's going to lead to in my life. But I know I'm destined to speak to people. I feel like that's why I was put on this earth. I feel like that's that's something I'm good at. That's some real shit, brother. Yeah, that's like shit. like. Besides history, something that I like another area that I will that I feel really skillful skillful in is public speaking. I know that's my purpose. How I'm gonna make that my purpose, I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure that shit out, but I'm gonna do it. You feel me? Next Don Lemon on some real shit. <laughs> Man, bro, you never know. You never know. But nah, like on some real shit, I feel like this was really my calling. I've really been trying to like figure out how I can make this a real like you know passion and career out of this you know podcasting yeah but I'm going to continue to do it even if I can't make a career because I enjoy this I enjoy talking to 
enjoy talking to my sister. I enjoy and talking to people, you know, descriptions. But hey, gain that wisdom, and I'm gonna spread it. Hey, Mike, you keep cutting out a little bit. Oh my fault. It might be the music. They might be. They might be fucking uh, listening to my Kendrick. You feel me? <laughs> um. Also, if y'all niggas really want to get put on, listen to Today by Kendrick Lamar and listen to uh, Reminisce back in the day. Remin- no, Reminisce by Kendrick Lamar. Those two songs are some Kendrick songs that you'll never hear on the radio. Um, I'm going to listen to those. I'm a big Kendrick fan, but I ain't heard none of those. Yeah. That part, part one, two, and three. Oh, but don't even get me started on the hearts, nigga. Hearts. <laughs> bro, hearts been getting bro. Hearts been making me think about hella shit. The heart part four, nigga, like, nigga, like niggas prophesize all this shit that's happening today, bro. And then niggas get mad when he don't say nothing about Black Lives Matter. He said, <laughs> this, when this shit all happens, don't come for me." Like he already said all this shit, bro. <laughs> Man. It made and hard part two. If I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, hard part two gave me a, a new appreciation for music. I gotta listen to that one again. It gave me a new appreciation for music, just just in general. But okay, but we, we got a little off topic though. Okay. okay. Uh, I think I, I think I think that's I think that's it. Oh no, let me give a story. Let me give a story about how I can impact a person's life. So. I remember this one day I was uh, I was working at Target and uh, I was having a kind of bad day. My manager was like bitching about some shit and I was like, fuck you and shit. And then uh, I was ringing this one lady up and she was a black lady and she was just like, keep your head up, brother. You know, you're going to make it through it. Like, that changed my whole mood for the day. It changed my whole mood for the day, bro. It, it just made me not give a fuck about what they had to say. I'm going to continue to be happy. Because my happiness doesn't belong to them. It belongs to me. That's some real shit, bro. Shit. Although, like we were saying, it takes one person to, to give you that push, bro. To, to, to just be happier. Just be happier for, like, a day. You know, you said your manager was, was, was like, on some fuck shit. Like one black lady in the line said, "Keep your head up." It's really all it takes, bro. And a lot of people don't understand that. People, like we were talking about, like we can't always trust a person's words, but at the same time, words can be super powerful. Sometimes all it takes is like a word to like know, like let someone know that you care about what they're doing. That show journey means a lot to them, and a lot of people underestimate that. People will be like, some for like some people. Take the mindset of, oh, shit, if I compliment him, he's going to get validated and he's going to stop. But at least for, like, how my mind is wired, those compliments and, and like, and you know, the, the upliftment keeps me going. It fuels me. That shit keeps me going. You know, we're all wired differently. Sometimes, and, like, it's nothing wrong with, with little, with some positive reinforcement. For real. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, for most of my childhood... I've been getting negative reinforcement. That's that's a really bad problem with the black community. We usually yeah. get negative reinforcement, but um, 
it's been so ingrained to me that, you know, I didn't see anything else besides negative reinforcement. But I had to realize that positive reinforcement is, is different. It might be a little foreign to me now, but it's way better. It's way, it pushes you so much further. And it's crazy when you, you say this, because I was thinking about this shit earlier when I was working out. Like, my whole life, you know how, like, in second grade, I can name all the presidents in order and shit like that. And so many people who believed in me. A lot of people's mission is to prove everyone wrong about them. I feel like my goal, my goal is to prove everyone right. I want people to be about that shit that I was, bro. Right about that person I was, that same Leo's and the same marriage. I want people to, I want to prove everyone right about me. But people told me, all my teachers told me I was special that I could really do something. I want to, I want to prove them right about, about like who I could be. And I can't like, I can't let like my, my family down. I can't let all those, all those teachers who taught me all the classes I excelled in, all the classes that I participated in. I can't let them down. And I was thinking about that. Like, that's one of my, that's what, that's a goal of mine. I'm like, you know, I want to like do good for myself, but at the same time, you, you want to prove everyone right about you. Like nigga, like Miss Cephas, bro. I want to prove her right, bro. I don't know if she go. I don't know if she know I go to Howard, but if she knew, she would be she, she would be so proud of me. And like, like I love that shit, bro, because she believed in me at St. Leo's, bro. She believed in, in who I was in third third and fifth grade, bro. She believed that I was really smart, and she she let she let other teachers know that. She let my mom know that. My dad, like, I got to prove people like her right in my life, you know. And people underestimate proving people right. People just think about the negative, being like, "Oh, I got to prove everybody wrong." All the niggas who doubt me, and of course, of course we go have haters, bro. It's just how life is, bro. In the song I heard, bro, everybody with a pulse got a hater, bro. <laughs> it's the fact, bro. It's the fact, you know. <laughs> but that's literally, that's literally for me, my psychology. That's what it comes down to. I, I was, I was about to say, I was about to say that um, instead of proving people right, prove yourself right. Exactly. Like, like people don't, you know, people get so internalized, especially as a Delta. I, I was internalizing what other people had to say about me. You feel me? You know, just seeing like, oh, shit, they don't like how I am. They don't like how I am. Maybe I should change my ways. Maybe I should be proving them, you know, I should be proving them wrong. I should be proving them right. At the end of the day, I respect myself. I have to expect, I have to, I have to respect myself. To the point where what they say is also how I feel. Yeah. You feel me? So like, even if it's a negative thing, it's not coming, it's not coming like it's it's like bouncing off my skin. But at the same time, if I if, if what they're saying is right and if it, if I find it true, I already thought about that. Cause I'm gonna be able to detect my actions based off of my thoughts. That's right? what you talked about that earlier. Like like you like you you know who you are. You have to hard. point where if something is wrong in a situation and you know that it's wrong, then you have to check yourself first. Most definitely. Most definitely. And like, that's, that's just another thing. Like I want to prove myself right about who I am. Like, like, am, am I really the nigga that I think I am? And like in high school and shit, Sometimes, like, most of the time, all the niggas who went to high school with me knew I didn't really give a fuck. Like, I just did whatever I did, you know? It's like, whenever I was, I, when I was being a loud nigga or whatever, like, <laughs> I generally didn't care. But sometimes I let that shit affect me sometimes. Sometimes I was worried about the opinions of others. 
because in high school I wasn't as assured, I wasn't as self-assured. Like I was so I was so confident, but I was nowhere near as confident as as I could have been. And I knew that deep inside of me, I knew I wasn't satisfied. But like now, I'm learning more and more about myself. And like once you have like utmost respect for yourself, it becomes so much easier to do things in your life. Mm. Because you know what you're doing is right. There's just the simple instinct of trusting your gut, no matter if you're right or wrong. You, and if whether you're whether you're wrong or right, you learn from your mistakes. But, but you gotta trust that that voice inside you that's telling you what to do because that's who you are. You gotta yeah. trust that person because that's you. And and the more you the more you grow as a person, the more respect. The more the more respect you like, the more you respect your own opinions, the more you respect who you are inside. Like respect is is goes so many ways, bro, from the people around you. But most importantly, it's yourself. You don't people other people aren't gonna respect you if you don't respect yourself. Something I didn't learn in high school, something I never even thought about until now. You know? And that's really a really fucking important. Respect yourself. Trust yourself. Two most important things you have to do within your soul. Because I talk about my soul, my mind, and my heart. And not a lot of people know that they're all connected. I will get into that, but that's for later on podcast. Yeah. Um, but those are the most important things for your soul. It's like the two doors, you know? You have to have to keep them both. Life, bro. And, like, a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why we're telling people to go on the labyrinth, bro. Yeah. Go on your journey. Find yourself. Find who you are. Reflect on your life. A lot of people go their whole life without going on a labyrinth. A lot of people, a lot of, yes, a lot of people go their whole life without, without ever even thinking about what's like what everything has come to and I a lot of people talking I remember someone has tweeted that like like coronavirus like like fucked the whole world up bro nigga this shit fixed the world for me it, it fixed my reality it, it's fixing my reality bro while and while the world is froze nigga my shit is going bro my bro. shit continuing to go bro I'm growing and I'm going bro like I'm going oh no we didn't get to uh, question five yet oh yeah we gotta get to that Question five is: What is your end goal? The end goal, shit. What is your deepest fuck? Like, for me, when you die, what do you want to? What do you want the world to take from your life? That, that I was like, hmm, it's interesting. Like that, I just like changed. Like I motivated. I was I was there. I don't know. I, I just motivated people that I and really inspired someone to make a difference in their life. I'm, I hope I'm hoping I'm hope I hope I'm inspiring people right now. I, I hope I've inspired people who were in this podcast earlier. You know, I'm just always trying to like touch people with with my words, and I'm glad for everyone who's been in here like has listened to what I have to say because you know it means something to me when when you have people in here who really value your opinions and what you have to say because. In my past, not everyone respected my opinion and shit like that. And it's it's cool to have that experience, like as as you as you get older, to have people really fuck with fuck with fuck with like what you have to say. You know, I'm I'm just trying to touch people's lives, 
and and like and find my find my biggest goal at the end. I don't know what that is. You know, I'm only 19. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is for my life. But whatever that is, I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna touch people's lives with that shit. My my, I, I realized a couple things over this live ring. A lot of people talk about generational wealth, personal wealth. Where's cultural wealth? It. It's such an overlooked thing. Where's cultural wealth? You feel me? Like white people rule this 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 country by far. Even if you say that the population, you know, of wealthy people is some other percentage, their their ideology is purely white. For like the it put it like this. Success is associated with whiteness. Facts. The money, right? It's a sad reality, but it's damn near true. That's because they have so much cultural wealth that 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 the, the, that cultural wealth has just been associated with white people. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, I'm a little confused on what you mean by. by she said, yeah, "That's all the discussion, like a whole podcast topic." Yeah, that's damn near facts. Yeah, it is. And I gotta say it that way. Yeah, that is, that is, that is. All I gotta say is I want to promote and start having cultural wealth. I also want to um, leave a leave a life, leave a life that I was proud of. That's that's that that's that's my that's my last thing. Really. That facts, bro. I'd be wondering if like. Like I, I don't know the life that my grandma has experienced, but she's like the old person that I come in contact with the most of my life because I live with her. Like I just wonder. I hope that she's satisfied with the life, with the life that she lived so far. You know, I just hope that she's satisfied, and I hope that when I'm old, I'm satisfied with with the life that I lived. You know, and I feel like it's really sad when if you aren't satisfied because you know you only get one life. Real. And it sucks to let know that you kind of like wasted it in, in your in your eyes. At the end of the day, it's really about finding your purpose, whatever that shit may be. Everyone got a different purpose in this world. It's just a matter of whether we fulfill it or not. Yeah, yeah, I was confused about that as well. What is you said? What is cultural wealth? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in deeper on that in, in, in another podcast when I have my uncle in there probably. Oh, that nigga got a cliffhanger. Yeah, because uh, he, I talk, I, I gave a little glimpse of it today. You said wealth. You said fuck wealth. That's that's an interesting thing that you say. That's hey, hey what a kill saying, bro. It, it, it's some deep shit because, like, I understand. You know, wealth is for the elitists, it's for the uh, bourgeois. You feel me? It's it's for for that higher class, right? And people feel that people I feel like a lot of people get confused with I'm not saying he's confused because I already know he knows he's he's done research. I I, I we've had a discussion. But we had a discussion. Um but I feel that just for like just for the podcast sake, I feel like a lot of people get confused with excess wealth and just having wealth. You know, because, like, wealth can be a personal thing, you know, 
And for me, it's just like wealth equivalents to growth. And like, and that, that the wealth is just the, is the, what is it? It's the fucking aftermath of growth. Growth, then you become wealthy with if it's with your soul, with it's your mind, with whether it's with your bank account, that it's, it's the end result. That's what wealth is. You know, a person can be rich, you know, they can have money. I can understand how to use that money, what that money, what that money is, until they become wealthy. They can have a whole bunch of wisdom up here. They can have a whole bunch of love. You know, they can understand a whole bunch of shit. But if you don't understand that shit, or you can't comprehend that shit, because remember we talked about this shit. That's that's another. That's ah, I'm not getting sad. If you don't understand, if you don't comprehend that shit, you're not wealthy. You're not gonna be able to fully be able to utilize everything that you have until you become wealthy. If until you have a wealthy mindset. I mean, yeah, uh, that what you're saying. That shit makes hella sense, bro. Like having a wealthy mindset. And but something that I remember my mom told me this shit when I was like, I don't know when it was, but I just remember we was getting off the exit going to my house. She told me. She told me, Joey, whatever you be, whatever you do with your life, she basically said, just get a job that makes you happy. Mm. And people, old people always say that. And I think it's time we listen to them, bro. Yeah. Like sometimes, whatever, whatever, what I want to do in my life, I don't know how much money that shit's gonna make me, bro. Whatever that may be, but I just want to be a happy nigga, bro. I just want to be a happy person. Like my mom has a job. Like like she she makes a lot of money. I can just tell sometimes she's not happy. Like say my mom works hella fucking hard, and she she's not as respected in her workplace as she should be, being like the only black woman in her in her shit. And like the story she tells me is fucking sickening about corporate America, bro. All that bullshit, you know. But like I be wondering like how happy this. Like I know, like obviously, like like money, money can bring happiness. It can, yeah. But it doesn't make you happy. But it doesn't make you happy, you know. Like my mom has worked so hard for me and my sister. She she has made us happy, but has she made herself happy? You know. That's you know? Great. But that's that's a whole another topic um, when you talk about having kids and shit and. That's a whole different other topic, but like, I just want to be happy when I'm older, bro. I just want to be happy. I feel like I'd be happy just you know doing this for the rest of my life, but yeah, just talking to people, bro. If I have a job where I can touch people's lives and just be social and talk to people, bro, like, like I, I, I think I'll be cool with that. I can, I mean, I can only say so much right now. Like, I'm not at that point in my life, but it's a lot easier said than done. But I think I'll be cool with that. If I'm if I'm making if I'm making a salary that like that, that's sustainable for 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 me and if I have a family when I'm older like you know like as long as I can you know keep everybody around me good you know, and and keep and keep myself happy I feel like I feel like that's what matters at the end of the day it really does. Really does, bro. Because like when you, when you, when you, when you're happy, 
become uh, at a certain point you dive deeper into the happiness and become joyful and I always preach this shit after you know happiness is temporary bliss is situational or momentary momentary but joy is eternal when you become joyful there's nothing more than there's nothing more that a person could tell you to take you out your joy there's only there's only so much a person can do to take you out your happiness but a person could uproot your blissness like this. And the thing is, bro, when you joyful, that shit spreads to other people, bro. That you have an aura about yourself. Bro, it kill what you saying, bro. Peace, bro. Like when you have peace with yourself, like that that peace can like damn near radiate. Like I like, could kill you. You are a peaceful nigga. You are I, I I don't I don't know. I can't really tell you like how you feel inside, but I gather that you are, for for the most part, you are, like, you know, you, you know, like, I talk to you a lot, you know, it's the shit that you go through, the shit that you go through and shit, but from the aura you give off is, like, a word of, like, peace, and that, that you're kind of, like, that you're just chilling, you know, and Michaela, very peaceful, like, like, my nigga Larry June, like, like, peaceful, like, you're just chilling, bro, like, sometimes, like, and I guess it's it's hard. It's hard. Like it's hard to find that inner peace. It's hard to find it. And you really got to do some soul searching, like you was talking about earlier. Like, you got to do that. Yeah. To be honest, Kill is on the next level, man. He on the he's, he he. Kill is he 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 he's he's. I think Larry June, like, like he's full. Like you just chilling, bro. Like sometimes, like. And I guess it's it's hard. It's hard. Like it's hard to find that inner peace. It's hard to find it. And you really got to do some soul searching, like you was talking about earlier. Like, you got to do that. Yeah. To be honest, Kill is on the next level, man. He on the he's, he he. A kill is he 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 he's 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 going so far, like on like the you know you know because you know vertically that next level is the level above us right now or it's the level that you know some of some of us are on but Akil's gone far like he's just like he's ran like he's just he's just he's been running so far just all like alright I'm, I'm not gonna suck this nigga dick right now but <laughs> but <laughs> but nah but but nah that nah, nigga Akil on a different level bro we all on a different level to be honest I'm, I'm, I'm on that next level but I just haven't as far as he is. Bro, my uncle who came, he was like he he helped my family with something in the house. <laughs> he, he he came when he helped my family with something in the house. He was talking in the talking in like a, in a room that no one really being in like that. And he having the same type of conversations that we having right now, bro. And he's sixty, like the same type of deep conversations. We are ahead of the game right now, bro. Niggas not doing this shit, bro. He's ahead of the game right now, bro. We on a different level right now, bro. But like I be saying, anybody can do this shit, bro. Yeah, anybody can do this. It's just a matter of reflection and reflection on your life and how much it makes sense of everything that goes on around you and whether you truly understand it or not. Exactly, bro. That's really what it comes down to, bro. Matter of that, you know who your God is. But that's a whole different conversation. I'm not gonna get into that because we we ran. Yeah. 
You're in it on an hour and 30 minutes. Bro, we're doing podcasts now, bro. Jeremy, bro, you just have to hop on one of the podcasts. You have to. Have, I have. A, I have. A, I have. I have some people who want to get on. I'm about to post. It. I'm about to post it on my on my main to see how many people like really want to get on this podcast. But you know, the di- oh, remember, remember, I do the uh, I do the thing of the uh, podcast because I think I think we should wrap this up right about here. No, hey, Mama Kayla, it's crazy to say that because sometimes you're talking about you can only have you can only have these conversations with Michael. So I. You can have these conversations. I, I can have these conversations with Michael. Michael brings this shit out of me. Like, we, we bring it out of each other. Like, it's just certain friends who, who you just keep, who you keep at, like, a shallow level. They're just, you keep, you keep shit shallow with them because, like, they don't really talk about that type of shit. And, like, sometimes it kind of pisses me off. Like, I hate talking about bullshit. Like, I hate... Talking about, I hate talking about bullshit, bro. Like, like Michael know that, Akil know that, bro. Like, like I don't have time for that dumb shit, you know. Like this dumb shit that people talk about. And something like, like sometimes people don't really want to talk about that shit, bro. Like, like it takes certain friends. Yes, waffles spitting. True friends bring deep shit out of you. They they bring that out of you. It's, it's some friends who can't handle that shit. Some friends don't want to have that deep shit, bro. Some friends can't understand it. Real shit. That's all my life, bro. That's that's real, real shit, bro. Like real, real shit. But the thing is, oh man, Michaela, that's so facts. Bro, niggas think this nigga Michael is crazy, bro. And niggas think this nigga Michael don't know shit. Hey, I just be hey, I just let them be sleeping on me, bro. Like, bro, that nigga Michael is so fucking smart, bro. And niggas don't know. Niggas don't know about Michael, bro. Niggas bro. people at St. Leo's don't know the true Mike. People think they know Michael. They think they do, but they don't know that deep nigga. They don't know him, bro. Put it like put it like this. I remember one instance where everybody thought I was fucking nuts until I had a, until I had a teacher really back me up. There was one time at Albany where I had already known this information for about a year, maybe two, and I was like, yeah, y'all niggas just don't understand how deep this shit goes. Like they pick out they pick out jail cells based off of fourth grade reading scores. Everybody was like, "Bro, you don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? You see, you know how you sound." Two days later, I was in a BSU meeting. I, I brought that same point back up. And everybody was saying, "Oh, you're fucking crazy. Oh, you're fucking crazy." And Miss Swan in the back said, "No, that's true." What do you feel when you hear a record like Tupac? Facts, bro. I'm going to hop on this bitch for. Four episodes now, and it's and it's crazy because people are so low, bro. People are so shallow. They like, bro. People who think differently are ostracized in this society, bro. They're they're just cast off as as insane, categorized as crazy, bro. Like like it it pisses me off when people don't understand the real you, Michael. Because like like you know like honestly, you a goofy nigga, you know. I, I love I love. Be that goofy ass nigga. But 
but but that's all people think Michael is, bro. They don't, bro. Yeah. Michael, 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 bro. Nature of the threat, bro. Everybody listen to that fucking song. This nigga Michael gave me a history lesson on that shit. That song is eight, almost eight minutes long. That nigga gave me a history of the fucking world, the real history of this fucking world, bro. The real history, and he articulated this shit like it was genius. We was going, we was going fucking line by line in the song. Literally, Michael explained that shit so well to me, bro. We literally had to divide our FaceTime talking to two sessions because the shit was so deep, nigga. Like two, like two, like two, like two, two hour, three hour sessions, bro. Cause this yeah. shit was that deep, bro. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a eight, I think it's an eight or nine minute song. Just take, take a day, not even a day. Take like, take 11 minutes. Just listen to the song. It's Make, called Serve the Threat. I'll put it in, I'll put it in, uh, I'll put it in the uh, chat. Somebody getting killed. No, nah, no, nah, Michaela, that's facts. I feel that. It's crazy how shit work out. And if y'all listen to that song, you gotta really listen to that motherfucker. Like, really fucking listen. Hey, you gonna come out with some heat at the beginning, and you just have hey, to Michael, listen from there. Hey, Michael, on a podcast, bro, you damn near gotta analyze that song, bro. You think so? But I don't know. If ready for? I don't know if niggas ready for that, bro. I'll probably do it on later on. Yeah, you should, bro. Cause yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. That would that would change the whole world, bro. If I brought that song, bro, you know that song was made in the nineties. Yeah, I thought that shit was yeah, it was like like ninety four or some shit like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like niggas don't know, bro. Niggas really none don't know what the world history. literally is. None of none of that shit's in the history book. Yeah, they look like shit crazy. Like, like niggas probably think Michael's lives and shit is just a joke, bro. Like it's, I know it's niggas who think like that. And fuck all them niggas. Hey, I'm just like this. I'm like this. What that nigga Kendrick say? He said, a real gangster is either dead or in jail. Behind the scenes. I'm that nigga behind the scenes. I always love being... Even since fucking freshman year when I was the fucking... Uh, Fucking behind! I was the stage manager of the uh, of the production, nigga. I was I was the stage manager of, of the freshman production, and I was and I was proud of that shit, bro. Talking about for St. Mary's? Yes. When was you stage manager? You talking about like the shit I acted in? Yes, nigga. Fuck it, freshman man. year. This shit, this shit remember, I came out, remember I came out. Mr. Olivia was like, "Are you are you okay with being stage manager?" I was like, "I'm ecstatic." Man, that shit. Freshman year, bro. Like I, I wait. What did you do as a stage manager, bro? I just I I I I came out on the stage and I said people's names for like the acts that they were doing. You feel me? For real? <laughs> Man, that shit that shit was hella cool. Um, but I, bro, like I miss, niggas, like I niggas like niggas would look down on me like that. Like, like yeah, laugh at me and shit. Like. Niggas don't even know, bro. Like people in the like people in the backgrounds, bro. Once you accept, bro. At that point in time, that's when I really accepted being a Delta. I didn't. I didn't try to like change my situation, but I accepted being a Delta. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't try to change it. See, there's a certain point in people in people's lives where they accept their situations. Yeah. But on some real shit, niggas, you should never accept your situation. You should never accept it because at the at, at one point, 
in time. Well, I tell you that you should never accept. Okay, put it like this: certain people in their lives, they accept their situations, right? But what you need to do is realize if you value that situation that you're put in, right? And if you can, if you're okay with living like that, you know, if you feel like you can grow on that level, I felt like I couldn't grow on that level anymore. Like that's some real shit. Like I felt like I was stagnant. I couldn't grow. There's people who are deltas and they're doing great things. As I said, a delta is not is not greater. It is not less than an alpha. It's just two different lanes. The uh, the phrase of the day was uh, first, you got to trust yourself and respect yourself. Those are the two things that you got to do in order to in order to finish and have a strong soul. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. You feel me? Those are the two. Those are the two things. You know, it's one o'clock in the fucking morning. Niggas got to get out for work in the morning and shit. So we gonna call this podcast. We gonna, we gonna end this podcast right here. I appreciate everybody who was on this motherfucking. Friend. Appreciate Sean from the jump. We, we had this motherfucking jump. I think we had like ten or like we had like thirteen or one. We had like thirteen motherfuckers up in this bitch. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna remember everybody was in here too. I remember everybody was in here. I appreciate everybody who came, show love. You okay. know, we'll be going live again soon. Come back for the for the wisdom. You know, come back for everything that you that you that you you know everything that you that you heard tonight. You know, it's real shit. So, just one love. One Peace love. Out.